Good day and welcome to the Fellowcast. This is episode number 23 for those of you who have been keeping count. And if you have been listening along with us in the last couple of weeks, you will know that we are busy with a segment or a season called Who's Who? Basically getting to know people at the fellowship. And this week is yet again a special episode for two reasons, very special. First of all, because we have another couple that we are going to be speaking to and listening to, and they are Jaku and Marcel Grobelaar. And the second reason being is we will be recording from their lounge at home. So just as a as a heads up, it may sound a little bit different than than usually because uh, we are using a different microphone. But also there's some beautiful background noises, um, dogs barking in the back, and some birds chirping. And if you if you listen to this and you've become used to what it sounded like before, yeah, just uh, just be ready for something different because it is a little bit different. And uh, have grace with the editing skills. It uh, it's. Uh, it's not always as smooth as it can be, but I've tried my best. So enjoy, and I really trust that you will be super blessed by listening to Jaco and Marcel and their story. Hello and welcome. This is episode 23, like I said before, and I am with Jaku and Marcel Grobelaar in their home, which is actually a first for the fellow cast. Uh, we're sitting here with big smiles <laughs> because we're using some new technology and new microphones. But Jaku and Marcel, they in our church, they're pretty new to our church, but you might, might have seen them up front leading worship, Jaku on the guitar, sometimes not wearing shoes. Sometimes with a big beard, sometimes not. And then Marcel with the voice of an angel. And it's really good to have you guys today. Welcome, Jaco and Marcel. You. Thank you very much, Valdi. It's yeah. good to be here. It's so good to have you. So so just in a couple of sentences, if, if you guys could just introduce yourself to, to the listeners. Yeah, um, I'm Jaco, as you mentioned. Um, I'm a teacher at the local high school, high school Malco Strand. I teach economics and mathematics. And I'm also in the worship team, as as you've mentioned. Yeah, and, and we have a beautiful one-year-old son, one-and-a-half-year-old son, and he's uh, he's he's bring he's brought a lot of joy to us, and we're happy to to have, to have him. him. To have him. Yeah. You're a father. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yes. Marcel and you. Yeah, I'm Marcel. Um, we've been married. Yak and I've been married now for five and a half years, and um. Yes, I'm passionate about people, and that is also part of my job. So when we get to that, I'll tell you more about that. But yeah, I'm just a lover of music, a lover of people, and I love being a wife and a mother to our son as well. Mm. Yes, and we've been in Malpos now for a year and a half, about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you guys, you guys moved around quite a bit in the last couple of years. Maybe, maybe give us some background on that. On that where you guys come from, uh, how you ended up in Malpos. Yeah, um, Marcel comes from Johannesburg, Kempton Park. I'm from Lichtenberg and since we've been married we stayed one year in, in Lichtenberg and then we moved to Mariesburg, other si- uh, just 30 k's from Malmesbury. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been there three years and now we've since last year's beginning we've been in Malkbos. Oh awesome. 
Yeah. And and you started out both of you teaching at, at the high school, right? If I'm if I'm not mistaken. Well, we met at varsity. Yes. So yeah, we got married at the end of my final year of varsity, and then we went to Le- well, I went to Lichtenberg where Yaku was yes. already teaching, and I was still busy with my honors in psychology. And then I just took kind of a a half day job while I was still studying. I took at the high school helping out teaching okay. languages. Yes. Okay. So and ever since we've kind of been a teaching couple up until the end of last year yeah yes. yeah yeah so maybe maybe explain to the the listeners uh, you mentioned about what you do for a for a day job you you guys both in Malkbos you Yaku teach at the high school Marcel you taught there for a while right yes I uh, taught there at yes. till the end of last year and we had a big decision to make we really prayed about it a lot and um just felt the need for for me to be at home more with our son and with our future kids and just be a more um, present mother. It was really a desire of our heart. So, yes, I taught till the end of last year and then beginning of February, we opened, I say we because it's a family venture, but yes, we opened a a business. So I'm running Riggle and Rhyme from home, which is music and movement classes for six um six months old up to about three three and a half okay um really wonderful i can really express my love for music in my job as well and um it's just a wonderful opportunity to reach out to moms um different cultures different religions Mm. um and with that we also do some tutoring together yaku and i we help some kids with homework in the afternoons and we're actually a really good team with that because I'm really comfortable with languages and um, the arts and so on. Yaku's really good with economics and mathematics. So we're actually Cyphers. a good tag team. Yeah, a yeah. good tag team with that. And then I also do some um, career direct, which is a Christian psychometric test okay. that helps kids, guides them to do subject choices and also to, um, yeah, to, to help guide them what is God's um, purpose for their life and why do they need to study one day you know not just making a decision based on what society expects or what Mm. your parents expect but really um, God's unique design for your life yeah that's fantastic and 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 yourself Yaku I've mentioned I kind of jumped the gun there on you but you're a teacher at the at the high school do you want to explain more what it is exactly that you do there what subjects you teach yeah, I uh, know. As as everyone knows, teachers have a half day job. They, <laughs> sure they have four holidays a year. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I've I've been a teacher ever since I left varsity. Um, I enjoy it very much. Um, yeah, specifically, well, I I went to study uh, BCom risk management. So I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I thought about becoming a chartered accountant. Mm. I thought about being an investment banker. Makes sense. <laughs> um, so that is, I know all about that, but I, something I never really uh, saw myself f- uh, climbing the corporate ladder mm. and uh, yeah, chasing money because yeah. um, it's you have to be motivated by something and but specifically in in investment management you have to be money kind of has to rule you yeah so obviously that clashed with my values um but i still i still like to understand how it functions and and it it's it's excites me to yeah economics and accounting and everything so so only after my final year of studying i 
that was the first time I thought about sta- uh, um, teaching. Okay. That was never something that I, it's, it's not a back door that I, that I left open or, yeah. or it was really the first time I thought about that. And yeah, and, um, I've never looked back. It's, I love being involved in sports as well with the, with the kids. Um, yeah, and, and the, the teaching of, of difficult subjects. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I fully believe that te- teaching is a calling as much as teaching mm. within the church is, is part yes. of the fivefold ministry. I believe yeah. teachers need to be called. Um, yeah, and you true. both have that, that in, your, mm. in your art and in your skill set. Um, you mentioned something, Yaku, in terms of, you know, it clashed with your values. If you had to go down a different different path, um, what are some values that the both of you, because you work with people, most most of your job jobs is, is with people, mm. interacting with people. What are some of the, let's say, three values that you say, this is what I look for in an individual um, to, to see potential? Not to classify people, but mm. to say, I really think this is a great value and that I enjoy to see in people, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think um, what I, what we try and teach the kids that, that go through our hands is um, to never give up um, on your dreams, on, on what you, yeah, let's say on your dreams. Um, don't be afraid of hard work mm. and uh, integrity. It's yeah. it's a big word with a lot of you can look at it from different perspectives, but yeah. for, with the children, um, they don't really understand, or we need to make sure they understand why why honesty and everything that goes with integrity is so important because yeah. the media shows them a whole different picture. Yeah. And specifically in South Africa, maybe they see um, professionals getting away with a lot of things, so That's they true. think okay, mm-hmm. but. So it's it's a challenge to teach them that. Yeah. But um, yeah, they most of them come from good homes as well, so it's not mm. a new concept to them just to to refine that. Yeah. yeah. So integrity. To pull that out of yeah. them. Yeah. Mm. Integrity and kind of fastbite, you know, endurance yes. or, or grit, like like yeah. the English like to say. I think for me, um, sincerity is also very mm. important. Um, it goes along with integrity and honesty, but being true to who you are and and that links a lot to identity as well yeah. um you know not everyone's identity is rooted in christ but it's already it tells you a lot about the person to see what their identity is built on yeah so i think that's something that with all people we meet you kind of pick that up quite yeah. quite quickly whether they know christ or not yeah because it depends on what they value in life what they're going to base their identity on yeah. um and often that opens a door to lead them to Christ or to help a child to find their identity in Christ, which yeah. is the most important thing of yeah. our job in any way. So, yeah. yeah those, are, those are good uh, characteristics that I think every person should strive towards. And I believe that it's possible for Christians uh, specifically because we, we have a bit of an added advantage, the Holy yes, Spirit, that helps us in those things definitely. like integrity and, and endurance and insincerity and yes. all those loyalty, everything. Mm. And it's really important. And, and I mean, in, in terms of being teachers, we often say teachers mold the future. Mm. They shape the future because you, see, you use the words, they go through our hands. Mm. Um, and I think a lot, we need to see it like that, that when we teach someone, we actually, it's like, 
like the clay and the potter like we are for god like we have an opportunity to to mold or to shape something Mm. and if we're not fixed up if we're not in a space where we know our identity and we're growing in those things that's why i see the question what do you what do you value as a characteristic because it shows what you value for yourself as well so that's really beautiful to to hear which leads me to to the next question which is when and how you guys were saved um uh, what what brought you to being born again that's that's for me kind of about in this who's who um episodes that i've been having this excites me the most because it's every time it's different because yeah it testifies about god's goodness so please enlighten us yes um i'm the third child of, of four four children um we've been raised in a in a christian home uh so from a very young age we we knew what it was all about and um yeah, we were really privileged in, in being taught the right things and mm. um, being brought up in the Word. Um, so so when I say that I was actually only saved in, in second year varsity, it's not to, I don't want the answer to be dishonoring to, to where I come from or to yeah, my, towards my parents, mm. but that was something within myself that I, I had mm. the head knowledge and... Um, and drifted during high school, drifted off the right path. Yeah. Mm. Now, yeah. So I have a I have a date that you need you taught that you need to have to <laughs> to chase Satan away with. So that is that is in grade three, grade two, three. So I was saved from a very young age, yes. but I only really understood what it was about and was baptized in in my second year of varsity, mm. which is also a it's it's really good and it was a wonderful time but it's it's your on varsity with with <laughs> all your friends <laughs> trying out new things yeah. and so it was a it was a really challenging space to live out your, your new if found i can call it newfound wisdom yeah. newfound truth mm-hmm. um but yeah it was it was necessary and yeah. it was good mm, yeah, well for me i think um yeah my mom was also really a valuable teacher to me mm. growing up and um, teaching me about Jesus. And so I knew who Jesus was, but I never knew him personally. Mm. So I'm also thankful for the background. But along with that, um, in my family, although I have a wonderful relationship with my mom and dad, we had some other family members who belonged to different religions. So we had, um, so my father is French, so they come from a Catholic background, yes. which is quite different if you look at the foundations of what we believe and then um, my grandfather actually was a Jehovah's Witness so that had I think that that messed around with my identity a bit Mm. and and it even came out when I when I went for deliverance it I really I was delivered from um, unbelief Mm. or even I even when I didn't know that that was a problem for me Um, just wrong mindsets and and um, yeah um, truths that were twisted, you know, things that I believed. So mm. I think for me, yeah, the, the turning point in my life was also I was third year at varsity and I had um, gotten involved with a wonderful um, Bible study group, um, girls in my hostel, and we got together and we really had a, a wonderful leader there as well. And I just really learned 
the excitement of being in the Word and and really who the Holy Spirit is. I had no cooking clue before that. So (laughs) you know about the Word, Holy Spirit, but you have no clue what who He is and that He's a person in His own. And um, I think that was a a wonderful moment of clarity for me. Mm. And and through that, I I can say that that was when I was reborn. And um, I also got baptized around then. And it's also around the time that that Yaku and I were dating. And yeah, um, God really revealed a lot of himself to me through Yaku as yeah. well, which was which was awesome. Yeah, we were in varsity and... Did he have the beard and the long hair then? He did. He so resembled like Jesus. Jesus a bit. Hey, so <laughs> <laughs> his beard wasn't that long that time. But yeah, so um, no, I learned a lot. Yeah, but he was that growing was, in Christ-likeness. Yes, <laughs> outside and inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that that's it. But I, I, I can truly say that that was the, the turning point in okay. my life when right. I could feel the Holy Spirit starting to, to work through me and within me, yeah. yeah. That's and awesome. That's it, yeah. It's really interesting for me to, to listen mm. to this because we are from the same generation. Yes. And, yeah. and my testimony is very much like second year in varsity, things yeah. change for me. Yeah. And it's interesting to hear that many, many people from our generation kind of hit the defining moment there, which mm. says something about, like you said, it's not dishonoring where we come from. Yes. But yeah. maybe we did miss something or maybe there was mm. something that that wasn't coming through to us as a generation. And yes. I tr- I'm, I'm seeing in this that God is busy restoring that. And, yeah. and we raising our children completely, completely not, different. not th- again, dishonoring what yes. we've learned, but taking the good from that, but taking ev- even the new good things that we learned from, from our lives. Yes. So praise God. It's really, it's yes, really awesome. Definitely. So if, if you had to give one thing from, from this journey, from before you were born again to being born again today, sitting here, mm. what what's the biggest, I know it's difficult to put, put your finger on one thing, but what would be the one thing that changed the most for you? I think I can start with that. Um, I think for me, really just knowing who I am, mm. I was very... I was very, very unsure of myself growing up as a as a girl, and I think just knowing where my identity is rooted and not finding it in activities or talents or mm. whatever the case might be, just really um, knowing who I am in Jesus and yeah. that determining everything else that I do. Mm. So that I think that was the main thing that changed because I started looking at life completely differently and and everything that I thought I. I was based or founded in completely changed, yeah. which was which changed behavior, it changed habits, it changed so much, yeah. and relationships as well. That's good. Yeah, um, I think also um, relationships that you had to let go of some relationships or in others hold on to it, but mm. work hard at it to um, to bring truth into it, mm. um, and we both love music and uh yeah you get different types of good music <laughs> um just good on the way it sounds yeah. and the way it makes you feel so not necessarily good in in what it, the message it brings out yeah. so i had to stop listening to certain genres and yeah so <laughs> if i had to listen to it now it, I w- it would still give me goosebumps or make me smile but i know that <coughs> behind the scenes it's it's not good to listen to that so yeah i think if i can add on to that i've told valdi before and um even if we think of what pastor rob said on sunday about dabbling in in things that you know spiritual things i've always had a 
an interest in in the supernatural, but I never knew the good side of it. So I think, like Yaku says, the music, genres of music, and I was a massive Harry Potter fan, and I really had to repent of that and ask God to to cleanse me and to to free me from from the stronghold that that had. It sounds ridiculous, but I was kind of obsessed. So I'm very imaginative. So any book or story with with a bit of a something else or otherworldly type of thing but that's I think that's so amazing of spending time in the word and realizing that that's who God is he is supernatural he's the ultimate supernatural and yeah just laying down even those kind of habits the type of music you listen to the type of books that you read and and that yeah so that's that's quite big yeah, it's, it's, it's that, that re- uh, the washing of the word because yes. those things were put there by God, the, the mm. curiosity for the yes. supernatural and, and the, the passion and love for mm. music and practical things, relationships that yeah. need to change. Mm. God puts those things there, but the world just puts a slight on it and, yes. and turns it a- around. So it f- still feels good, mm. but, but it damages us. Yeah. Um, and it's really just awesome to see also how different the, the change is. A lot of it's spiritual. There's a peace that comes yes. in who I am. But there's also practical changes that happen. You need to part ways with certain habits, with certain people. Yes. And sometimes there's a discipline involved. And other times it's just God ordains that he kind mm. of helps you through that. He, he severs the ties and yes. there's deliverance or whatever it may look like. And it's mm. really awesome to... To, t- to hear the testimony of, of how that is and to see you guys sitting yeah. in front of me and living that, what you've yeah. just basically preached and shared. So praise God for that. Um, you mentioned, Yaku, about just the, the, the music, the love for music. So obviously you guys are on, on the worship team, you're part of the worship team at the fellowship. Uh, how did you how did you get into worship ministry and how did you discover that gift? Because obviously you had a love for music before you were born again, but how did you get into the ministry of of worship mm. yeah um i actually forgot about about this um recently well yeah in the in the past but recently i was reminded that um i think i was grade nine and there was this guy at our church i think he had a pastoral gift as well uh, um prophetic prophetic gift as mm-hmm. well and he I remember my mother dragged me to, to, to him afterwards and I don't know, to meet him or you something. You will get a prophetic word. I didn't really want to, but okay, I will go. And so he was really, yeah, he, he didn't know who I was or, or my mother was. Um, so he just, from the hip, or now I know he really had a word of knowledge, he just mm-hmm. said, um, you will be involved in, or oh, I see you in in worship ministry, wow. and luckily I remembered that. But at that stage, I only at that stage I, w- I wasn't playing guitar or or anything like that. Sure. And two years after that, I still wasn't playing guitar. So I only <laughs> got into guitar in in standard nine in grade eleven, um, and even when I was at varsity. Um, in my first and second year, I still wouldn't call, wouldn't have called myself a guitar player. Yeah. I knew some basic chords, and um, yeah, so I always had an interest in it. And then, like I mentioned in in Adversity, where I um, was saved, like really understood what it meant. Mm. Um, I was, I got involved, or just 
attended worship practices yeah. and um, like more the heart behind it, the cell groups and the so not not maybe always the practices yeah, and the craft. the music side. Um, and even at some of those, uh, if I can call it events, um, it didn't really go that that well. When you when you're in a small, call it a studio kind of room, it was soundproofed and everything, and then everyone was practicing and jamming, and then it's difficult if you can't hear yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there was also a guy with with earphones on, so you could hear all of us. So he actually told me and one of the other guys. Um, uh, that he thinks at this stage maybe we should consider something else okay, not wow. not chasing us away but being real and honest yeah mm -hmm. just being honest with us and it, it Which was is something you value it, it was coming down to to strumming and just keeping with the rhythm so that was the first time i was uh, um if i can call it playing in a band setup mm. it is very important to listen to what the drums are doing yeah. and to keep keep in time and everything so that was my first time so obviously that was why and i couldn't hear myself so i, I <laughs> now i know if if if, so, if so, some technical difficulty happens even now in the church or something and you rather don't strum or don't play then think you have the right chord and then strum yeah. because that will stand out more yeah. so um yeah to answer your question there was a prophetic word over my life which only matured way way later and um i think only once i met marcel as well i could see i was reminded of that and sure. then i could see it yeah. mm -hmm. um materializing getting real yeah. actually happening so she helped me a lot with with developing in that getting as well. it out of you yeah mm. it's really awesome marcel we're going to get to you now but but just to jump in there, Yaku, like how God orchestrates stuff. And I think what you shared is it speaks a lot into where a lot of people find themselves in terms of prophetic words. They get the word, but it doesn't happen tomorrow mm. or even in, in this yes. year. And suddenly you start yeah. to doubt. And, and th this is just, again, a testimony of God orchestrating things. And, and that thing that you mentioned in the beginning, that, that fuss bait, you know, that endurance, that um, keep on keep on dreaming, keep those things alive because it's a word that God spoke, even if you don't see it. And it wasn't like you really went after it you mm. kind of picked it up and 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 it developed over time so it's really awesome to hear that that testimony thanks for sharing that i never yeah. knew that <laughs> just yeah. up there playing the guitar yeah. like you've always done it <laughs> yeah i think for us so i've always been involved in music on on various levels and um did some classical training when i was still in high school and had music as a subject up until matric and i, I really music has always been a passion for me mm. And um, yeah, I actually had a had this dream to go and study musical theater. So I always had the the dancing and the acting and the singing. That was always a big thing for me. But I I think I never really found I found purpose in the the wrong part of the music. Maybe the just enjoying the time on stage or whatever it might be. And I think only when I got saved and we we I was in that in that cell group and or on a camp or something and that's the first time I really experienced worship so I always thought that worship music or gospel music was the doof doof Afrikaanse goed that you hear <laughs> sometimes it's just really not good quality yeah. music so I didn't have a I, I had no cooking clue about worship music yeah. before I was saved so it was quite amazing to 
yeah, to just see a whole new world open up for me. And I think any any then I found purpose in, in my music mm. as well, which is really awesome. And um, yeah, the just God um, putting me and Yaku together, bringing us together as a team, because there's there's definitely an anointing on us together, yeah. um, playing and singing together. And um, yeah, so the first time I played in a in a worship team was in Lichtenberg when we were already married. Mm-hmm. Started off more um, background singing as well, just kind of supporting yeah. the lead worship guy, and um, and then we started growing through that. And then um, yeah, we actually I had a dream when we when we moved to Mariasburg. Well, before we even had jobs in Cape Town, I had this dream about a specific church that we had to get involved in. And um, I had no cooking clue where it was or where it was in relation to where we were going to live. Yeah. And then when we moved to Mariasburg, we went, it was about 30 k's from us in Riverburg West. And um, my brother-in-law was involved there in the, in the church plant. Yeah. And so we decided, let's just go. And when we got there, um, there was video worship going on and, and we just felt God speaking to us. And it was so amazing because God had given me the dream and I didn't even d- discuss it with Yaku because we didn't even send in our CVs yet to any place in the Cape. So it was amazing when when we actually got there and how everything worked out and it was just 30Ks drive. And um, yeah, and we just got involved and we led worship there for three years and oh. and we just felt released at the end of last year. Yeah. Um, to get involved yeah i'll still tell you the story about how that happened but yeah we feel we have purpose in our music yeah in worship that's yeah. that's why we were given the talent sure. yeah besides enjoying other music or jazz yeah. or whatever the Which case might fine. be yes yeah yeah that's <laughs> awesome that's really awesome and i mean i can sp- I, I speak on behalf of many people that we've really been blessed by having you on the worship team and just your the skill and the the level of intimacy that it brings into worship has really been awesome i've really been blessed by it i really enjoy the times of worship when when you guys get to lead when you guys get to lead us so how do you for for the average i say the average was worshiper i mean we're all made to be worshipers first and foremost but how do you like just some pointers or advice how do you keep that fire burning because we know that Sunday mornings, we don't always get up. Oh Jesus, I just want to worship you. We don't. We I don't always feel that way, which is which is part of the problem. But but how do we actually get into a space where it's always easy to worship, or or is it always easy to worship? I think that's the big thing. Like you say, emotions um, can be a big counter to to our experience of worship mm. and we let it get in the way sometimes yeah if i think some some sunday mornings if we have to get to church just after seven and get a little boy ready and you're just like all over the place yeah. trying to get to church um sometimes I have a disagreement yes it happens the enemy throws the things at you hey before yeah. you lead worship yeah. you know that but now we've become um we've become more um, aware of it as well That's and right. even before we start running through our songs at home we pray because we know that that the the enemy wants to bring disagreement yeah. while we're picking songs or while whatever the case might be yeah. so um i think for us just just besides music just spending a lot of time in the word mm. um personally and and together yeah. and i think for us we really try to um 
to yeah encourage a kind of atmosphere of worship in our home because mm. we want that for our children as well yeah. so we've got okay back to music we've almost always got music on in the house worship music or yeah. singing hymn songs and uh, we've got it's part of our routine at night as well and i think when you have children it it makes you more aware of really living what you feel inside instead yeah. of just keeping it inside because you you setting the example sure. as well so um I love dancing. Yaku knows that. So I, I, I love expressing myself in dance. Um, I've, I'm still praying for me to get to the point where I can do that in church as well. But for me personally, that's that's where I express yeah. um, my love to Jesus yeah. by dance and singing, obviously. But um, and just making music together. I don't know if you want to add mm. to to that. Yes, I'm. I'm always encouraged when thinking about David. Mm. Um, I know it's maybe kind of a cliche referring to him, but he was a man after after God's heart. And he, if you look at what he did and try and figure out why God said that, is he just came as he was, yeah. Yeah. Um, regardless of feelings, mm-hmm. or he brought all those feelings before God yeah. and just mm-hmm. he knew that he could do that and that God will listen and God will comfort him and God will come through for him again. So... If you go through his psalms, it's a lot of declarations and arguments and mm-hmm. uh, repenting and almost every emotion and yeah. every kind of interaction you can. Yeah, have. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I say, that that always encourages me. So, yeah, the way you ask the question, you you always asked it with your tongueniquis. Um, you um, your feelings shouldn't um, prevent you from. Yeah. It, it is just an attack from the devil or um once you flesh, yeah. yeah it shouldn't keep you back and mm. it's it's that's why you should when I, i'm talking about corporate worship yeah. that's why you should go and lift your hands you don't wait to feel that you should yeah, sure. lift your hands or yeah. don't yeah it, even a big thing for me still um don't it's focus on god it's yeah. It is. It's it's good once you know the song or you you know all the words. But a thing for me still, I I always try and just make sure that I'm not um, singing out of key or, <laughs> or or something. So, but that's also something that takes away your focus. And you should just go for belt it. it up. You're not a worshiper bef- because you have a, a, a beautiful voice or sure. because you can play an instrument. Mm-hmm. You. Like you said, you were born to to worship God, sure. or you were created mm-hmm. to worship God. So do that with the voice that you have, yeah. and mm-hmm. do it boldly. Wow, that that really is profound. That for me is almost like a revelation. Like because I do think in 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 the church in general, I think we've bec- we've made worship a sensational kind of. It's it, not sensational. It's it's about our feelings and emotions, and a lot of songs focus on. W- myself and and even though we do read in the psalms david is pouring his heart out but he tells his soul my soul will worship the lord there's a there's a taking authority of the flesh and saying 
this isn't going to stop me, like you said, from worshiping God because He is worthy. It's the focus on God again. I'm, I'm preaching, mm. <laughs> but, yes. but, no, I, but I'm passionate about this because yes. for me, I, I was stuck in that. My voice isn't like Marcel's voice. I haven't really heard your voice, but my voice. He's got a yeah, beautiful yeah, low I'm, I'm, voice. <laughs> I, I can imagine. But but that's the thing, and I think yeah. we disqualify ourselves yes. even before we try. And it's that whole thing of worship is a sacrifice. I think you mentioned it on Sunday, last Sunday, and it was that whole we we need to become that sacrifice uh, i often say when i pray uh, the fire always falls on the sacrifice when we read in scripture where there's a sacrifice god sends the fire so we need to become that sacrifice and and worship is a is the first and foremost place where we do that where we say lord here i am you know my heart we can't even we silly to think that we can hide our emotions or the anger or the frustration or the disappointment and then stand with our arms folded like you say, rather bring it before yeah, him and say, yeah. "Well, here I am." And absolutely, yeah. and it's almost like making that when you when you lift a hand or you you use your words. It's like now I'm declaring in amidst this feelings that this is who God is, and then He pulls us out of that because that's how good He is, how gracious He is. God is awesome. You guys are awesome. It's good. Uh, it's good talking to you. I really enjoy it. Okay, so that w- that's a lot of deep stuff. So let's uh, let's jump to some some fun f- some fun things just Wait. for fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so if money, time, or anything else were not an issue, and you could be or do anything, what would you want to do with your life? I think for me, um, one of my biggest interests is travel. I love, I love. Well, even in the way we we live daily, we love. Um, different recipes, ethnic recipes, different cultures, foods, and, and just the way they dress. And so I really, and, and together as a couple, we also enjoy that a lot. So, but for me, I, I just love being in a local culture, seeing what the people eat, what they live like, yeah. what they do. So I think a Very lot of travel, a lot of travel. Okay. So yeah, I love. No working, just traveling. <laughs> Well, maybe writing a bit, making some music okay. yeah, on the streets. For the, yeah, but yeah, awesome. seeing the world, seeing different cultures, reaching out to different people—it's yeah. a ministry opportunity as well. Absolutely. So yeah, I think that's for me. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I loved cricket from a very young age. Still yeah. do. So specifically, round about back when I got that prophetic word, yeah. I was just focused on cricket and. Um, yeah, realizing how difficult it would be to make a life out of it yeah. or how small your chances are. So if, like you say, if money or, or talent or anything was, was out of the question, I would have loved to be a professional cricket player. Oh. And mm. yeah. He's yeah, really good. He's <laughs> really good. Yes. <laughs> the tallest batsman ever. <laughs> All-rounder, bowler, batsman. Um, bowling all-rounder. Okay, yes. okay. Sean Pollock. Yes, he was, he was actually my, my hero. Oh, yeah, he didn't say idol, that's good. And no, the other, other thing that we would like, we spoke about it the other day, if we had a massive house and an, a massive extra room, we would love a, our own music room, like yes. just instruments everywhere and soundproof so that we could just play and, yeah, we and would absolutely noise. love make that. Make a joyful noise. Yeah, Alexander absolutely loves um, drums since a very young age. He's always watching the drums at church as well, so... We we um looking for any excuse to get a drum okay. kit at some stage. So okay. 
That's, yeah. that's good to know. We, we need to look for one of those electrical ones so yes. you can also have your headphones on. Yes, definitely. You won't drive anyone nuts. Okay, and if you had to describe yourself to someone by only using an, an animal as a reference, uh, which animal would you be and why? But you need to answer for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yaku, let's start with you. Yeah, mine's easy. Um, I would use the animal lion. Okay. I've got the mane to, to yeah. back it <laughs> there up. There you go. <laughs> Yaku mane. actually grew his beard the whole nine months that I was pregnant with Alexander. So, then it makes more sense, the lion thing. Yeah. So, um, I think for me, and it, it's such a simple animal, but probably a dog. Okay. Because they can be really laid back and friendly and loving. But when the job needs to be done, when, you know, they can be um, protective yeah. or serious yeah. or, you know, and, and they touch hearts. So, I think, yeah, that's... People like dogs. Yeah, most, people like most dogs. People, <laughs> most people like we dogs. You can pray for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then, what, what, what is something or someone or situation that you try to mostly avoid? If you would say, I don't want to, I don't want that in my life. What is that? Um, yeah, I. It's not always a good thing, but I try and avoid conflict. Okay. That is, that is my default. Yes. That I fall back on. So, it's not always the right thing to do, or brings the results that you want. But yeah. I have to. Yeah. I avoid conflict. I think for me, um, if you had to look on a, a very superficial level, it would be strenuous exercise. <laughs> I'm not really <laughs> crazy about that. The ones we went, I, I love dance, so that's an exercise for me. But the ones we went jogging together, I said to him, this might be the one thing that would cause a divorce because I'm really not a jogger. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think on a, on a deeper, maybe a relationship level, I, I really hate... Um, not always just small talk, but I don't like um, superficial talk. Yeah. I don't enjoy, I'd rather sit one-on-one -on -one and speak to someone. And I enjoy bigger groups as well, but I don't like talking about stuff that doesn't really matter. Yeah. So I love talking. I talk a heck of a lot, but, <laughs> but I think... But you um, look for meaning in the conversation. Yeah, in friendships. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and being real. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like fake conversations. Yeah. I think that's something that I avoid <laughs> yeah. well we're getting a lot of the the real stuff from you guys <laughs> today so that's that's a true testament to what you're saying and then and then the last the last one of these fun questions and i've got so, a little si uh, surprise for you guys where where would you go with a return plane ticket to anywhere maybe it's just a one-way ticket anywhere in the world okay i you can think of it, but I yeah, think, I, yeah, you can go. I, any, any island, so I don't have any preference, but it always looks nice okay. to have your own island and just, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's where you are and that's where you're staying. So, yeah. Coconuts. Yes, Yaku loves coconuts. Pineapples. The beach. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think for me, it would be probably, probably touring Europe. As I said, my father's French, so I'd love to go back to the, the south of France. Um, I love the cultural richness of Europe as well. And I think, or maybe even Israel or Turkey, where there's a lot of biblical um, history yeah. as well and a lot to experience. Cool. That's really cool. Okay, last last couple of questions. So this is the five quick fire questions, okay, okay. but there's a little bit of a twist. So, so I'm going to ask the question that I ask you answering for 
Yaku oh, myself, wow. Yaku you answering for myself. So it's basically how much, how well do you know her okay. and how well do you know him? Let's go for you it. can decide who goes first. And if the, and if he's wrong, you need to make a loud, Meh. yeah, <laughs> and, and you can do the same, Yaku. Okay, don't, don't, I'll go don't help each other out, eh? I'll go first, it's okay. fine. First one, color. Um, green. Is she yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> Marcel's color? Red. All right. Do you want to do all of them? First yeah, do, let's do all of them first okay, and then, then he can go. Yeah. Okay. Food, favorite food? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> everything, a lot of everything. Okay. Yeah. Is that right? Everything and anything. Especially steak. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. that's right. Okay. Dream destination. I, I think we kind of yeah. divulged that in the previous question. Yes, but mostly a, a place with a, with a beach. He loves swimming, loves... Outside, okay. yeah, definitely, Outside, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, to relax, what does what does he do to relax? Um, when he can, something sporty, jogging, swimming. Yeah. Um, he also enjoys reading. Yeah, just spending time with us as well, playing guitar. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I suppose that's right. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I must interject here. F- throughout this whole 45 minutes, I've been waiting for reading to come up because I've seen you guys go through books in the last oh, couple yes, of months. Oh, yes. We both love reading. You read yeah. like machines. And, uh, <laughs> reading hasn't been mentioned. So oh, that, yeah. uh, reading is the first mention there with relaxing. <laughs> and then his, his favorite wardrobe item. Mm, probably... Well, we, one can never say shoes because he's yeah, no never shoes. wearing shoes. <laughs> but he loves, um, he's got a leather jacket okay. that he really likes. Okay. And then, um, yeah, mostly I think two, the two jackets that he has. Yeah, that's those are his favorites. Your favorite. Yeah. Yes. Well, I have some um, cricket cricket items that are um, that have some value for me because... Okay. Um, the, the university it was connected to or something, yeah. but I don't wear it. It's just yeah. there, like we might put it on one day and then go play in the nets here at the <laughs> primary school. Yeah. Can imagine we professional cricket players. <laughs> yeah. I was, I thought you were going to say no shoes is his favorite. Yeah, well, that is his item. favorite non-item. So yeah, shoes and long pants. That's <laughs> that's very rare. Yeah. Okay, Yaku Yoten, you already answered the color, which yes. was red, right? Red. Okay, so Marcel's favorite food. Uh, most recently, mushrooms. <laughs> and because <laughs> no. I used to be allergic and I'm not anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really cool. Um, well, it's did. it's it's wide, like, because we like all ethnic stuff, but anything um, curry, mm. curry-like, yeah. and um, anything Italian as well. She, okay. Well, yeah, then good. pizza. No French, no French cuisine. Like snails and yeah, I eat that. Well, we eat almost everything. Okay. So, but yeah, spicy food especially. Okay. I yeah, I remember you mentioning that sometime before. And then dream destination. I I, I think south of France. Okay. Yeah, I was. I didn't think think that question through very well. So, and then to relax. Uh, reading. Reading. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Exactly. Second mention right at yes. the end. Yes. <laughs> reading and then a favorite wardrobe item. It, also, can, it can be multiple things. It's just something that she likes to wear. Yeah. Um, well, she like she hates to be cold. Okay. So anything anything that keeps her warm, she okay. has various jackets that she likes. Yeah. Um, she also likes to be barefoot. Yeah. Just, yeah. Not, just not in public as yeah. much as yeah, I. Yeah, I got <laughs> married barefoot as well. Oh wow! Yes. Did was the dress over your feet? Could, could you see your feet? We could, yeah, could it sometimes, just, just yeah. But okay. I just had like a 
thing that my aunt made for me that I put between my toes up my ankles, okay. but I was barefoot. Ah, cool. Yeah. Feel as a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Mm. Cool. We, we got it all wrapped up. Thank you guys so thank much. You very really, much, really well appreciate. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, I really mm. appreciate you guys, and and thank you for for being real and for sharing your testimonies. Uh, even though I've gotten to know you a little bit over the last couple of months. I got to know more about you and I'm really trusting that those who are listening today will be blessed by by Yaka and Marcel's testimony and, mm. and just what God has done in your lives and what, what he continues to do. So thank you so much. Thank you. And I'm hoping that we can have a conversation again in the future. Thanks, Valdi. Until That's next good. time. Yeah, thank you.